Wow, what a 12 hours it has been. James Harden officially gone, P.J. Tucker gone, but the Sixers are not done yet. Apparently, they have their eyes on a much bigger plan. We'll break it all down here on Philly Take with RB. Perfect. What is up, everybody? RB here. Welcome into the show. You know the drill. Hit the like button if you enjoy the content. Subscribe. Ring the bell. Drop a comment for the algo. Give me your thoughts. Who won this trade? Sixers or Clippers? Ring the bell. Don't miss any of the coverage. I want to first and foremost give a shout out to everybody that tuned in at 3.40 in the morning. I never did a show like that before, but I was awoken at 2.27 a.m., to the sounds of James Harden buzzing, he's gone, he's traded, Woj didn't have the report out for 20 minutes on what the package was, it was a wild night, but we had over a thousand live people watching at four in the morning, shout out to everyone out there man, let's get it going, the party is just starting, there is a lot more going on with this trade, before we get into it, I just want to let you all know, episode one of Out the Mud drops this week. RB, Paul Reed, it was a blast. We will get into a lot of things there. So be sure you are subscribed to the Hog Media YouTube channel. I will drop the link down in the description. But look, man, the most important part of this James Harden trade, the most important part is this. <laughs> look, I'm just joking, man. I wanted to start it on something like today. According to Sean Wright, Furkan Korkmaz requested to be to requested to be part of the Harden trade. Sixers and Clippers staff were against the idea. Is Furkan Korkmaz a Philly legend? Is he the only guy in NBA history to request a trade three times from the same team and get denied every single time? I feel bad for Furky at this point. Shout at the Furk, free Furk, free Furk. But anyway, let's get into the trade. So. Last night, we talked about all the details we knew, but I said at the end of that show, we still need to find out what the third team involved is giving, what they are receiving. Further trade details. The Clippers are sending a 2027 first-round pick swap to OKC, clearing the way for OKC to move a protected 2026 first-round pick to the 76ers. The Clippers are sending a 2024 and a 2029 second-round pick to the Sixers in the deal as well. So in totality, here is the full trade. The Clippers receive James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Petrusev. The Sixers receive Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Rocco, K.J. Martin, 2026 first-rounder protected via OKC, 2028 first-rounder unprotected, and then two second-round picks and a pick swap as well. Meanwhile, the Thunder received the 2027 first-round pick via the swap with uh, the LA Clippers. So who won this trade? Who won this trade? A lot of people right now are fixated on Marcus Morris and Nick Batum and Robert Covington. I'm going to sit here and say the same thing I said last night on the live stream. Daryl Morey got rid of a player who said publicly, explicitly, I will never play for you again. There was little to no value. There was minimal value. And Daryl Morey got off of the P.J. Tucker contract. He got both of those things accomplished. And in return, he got two first-round picks in the future, two second-round picks, and a pick swap. 
and he also got salary filler that, oh, by the way, expires at the end of this season. So the Sixers can go a couple ways about this. They can look at this and say, okay, we'll play the season out. And if it doesn't work, we can let a lot of these contracts expire, have about 50 to 60 million in cap space, essentially maybe one or two big time players, and then build around Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid. Or they can have a bigger plan in store, which they do. And we will talk about that in just a few minutes. But overall, I guess you can maybe say it's a win-win. The Clippers, in my opinion, took a lot of risk on here. They gave up a lot, a lot of future draft capital the same way the Sixers did when they traded for James Harden. So I guess if you want to characterize this as a win-win, then sure, right? The Clippers needed playmaking. I still am concerned about them staying healthy come playoff time. But honestly, I don't care about what the Clippers did. I care about what the Sixers did. And for a team to replenish the draft capital that they were lacking and to go out there and get off of that Harden contract when he really had no value, as well as Tucker, I think this is an ultimate win for Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers. And I think it's going to help their franchise here, either in the short or long term. Now, before we talk about the rest of it, I do want to say as well, I think one of the most underrated parts of this trade is KJ Martin. And shout out to my guy, Mr. Crockpot. Great follow here on Twitter. He says two things that KJ Martin will bring to the Sixers roster. Very young player. Very young player with upside. Former second round pick in 2020. Elite weak side defender. 1.5 blocks per 100 possessions. And excellent off-ball mover. The Sixers now have another athletic wing out there with Kelly Oubre. Another piece that can go out there and just run around the floor and cut back door and play defense, and just get in your face. I think this is a very underrated part of this trade that people are not really looking at. Let's look at this right here. Look at this play. K.J. Martin cutting all the way, slams it down, throws it down on a defender. Surprisingly enough, Robert Covington. Look at that. Get that out of here. Very young, athletic piece who has a lot of bounce in his game. I am excited to see what K.J. Martin does here on the Philadelphia 76ers. He was traded this past offseason to the Clippers. Now, Tyrese Maxey did comment today on the James Harden trade. I do want to play what he said because I'm not going to sit here and say James Harden never helped the Sixers at all, right? James Harden, you know, helped Joel Embiid elevate his game. James Harden came here, and the Sixers had a lot of good opportunities. They had a couple key opportunities to win, and I do commend James for taking a $15 million pay cut, helping the team, et cetera. But at the end of the day, the results are the results. And I think Daryl Morey sat here, stood on his ground and said, you know what, James, we can't give you the four-year contract. Nobody else will give it to you. And we can as well if we want to help our franchise over the next four years, try to become a contender and finally get past that second round. I don't think Daryl Morey just completely wanted to can James Harden, but Harden and and Morey did not see eye to eye. James Harden did help this team, but at the end of the day, they did not get any farther than they were without him. So here's what Tyrese Maxey had to say. Tyrese, you obviously spent a lot of time with James in the backcourt together. I guess what's the biggest thing you learned from him, picked up from him during the time you guys spent together? So much, man. And uh, I texted him, uh, told him I love him, told him I appreciate him. Because, uh, you know, one thing that he really installed in me is confidence. And I've always been a confident person, but he made me um, be even more confident than I already was. And uh, all he was appreciative of that. And uh, he took me under his wing, taught me a lot of things as far as just being a professional in this league and how things go. So I appreciate him. I love him. And the uh, same thing with Tuck. Love him. 
So again, Tyrese Maxey giving his props to James Harden. And now, Tyrese, the keys are yours, baby. The offense, along with Joel, is now yours. Daryl Morey may have saw what Maxey did over the first three games and said, okay, it's now this kid's time. We knew he could elevate to this level, but damn, he's playing well. And I think Tyrese is going to go off now. Or maybe what happened in this trade is the Clippers finally were able to pull in an extra first-round pick, which the Sixers said, if you don't want to give us Terrence Mann, we'll take an extra first-round pick. They finally found a trade partner because why? Sam Presti has a million first-round picks. They got in on it, and maybe this was the time to pull the trigger, you know, on 2.30 a.m. on Halloween. But if the Sixers do not go out and make any other moves, shout-out to my guy Jacob Moreno putting this on Twitter. Look at the Sixers' contracts. Look at the books here, man. They could essentially let all these guys expire. Tucker and Harden are gone. Tobias will be off after the year. Keep in mind, the pieces they got, the Morrises, the uh, Rocos, the Batums, they're all expiring salaries. The Sixers are going to free up a lot of cap space. But I do think there was another part of this puzzle. I think there's two sides to balance the equation. And according to reports, this was the article from Wodes last night. He says that the Sixers wanted to get these assets to give them a chance to pursue another high-level guard in a trade to partner with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey this season. And then Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated puts this out. Some of the early chatter on names to watch with Philadelphia, Zach Levine and OG Ananobi. Levine is the kind of scorer, ball handler the Sixers could use. Ananobi is the versatile defender Philly needs against Boston Milwaukee in the playoffs. Look, man, I sat here months ago and I said the whole time, Zach Levine is the guy. Zach Levine is the piece. If the Sixers acquire Zach Levine right now, they are championship contenders this season. Remember, Zach Levine has been the guy all along. The Sixers expressed interest this summer. The Sixers had their eyes on him. He had 51 the other night, no assists. The Bulls were, uh, you know, going at each other amongst themselves in the locker room. They're already having troubles. I'm not saying this is guaranteed. I'm not saying this is going to happen. What I'm saying is Daryl Morey has now set the Sixers up to have enough draft assets to say, you know, if the Bulls go downhill in a month or two, he goes to Chicago and says, here's a couple first-round picks, here's, you know, whatever. That's a lot more appealing. The Sixers could get a deal done like that. Levine, a couple more years on his contract as well, right? Instead of maybe trying to sign a big free agent, maybe you just use this as one of those pieces. Or maybe they look at OG Ananobi, who's on an expiring deal this year, player option next year, and they say, okay, let's go bolster our team. Let's get a familiar face with Nick Nurse. Maybe there's another team out there in the league that starts to go downhill over the next couple months, and Daryl Morey says, we'll go get that guy. Listen, when Daryl Morey says something, he means it the same way James Harden said he was never coming back, and I told you, you know, they were not going to play him today or tomorrow or Thursday or whatever. Daryl Morey told us right to our face on the radio. He said, I'm either going to trade for a star or I'm going to trade for the assets to go get a star. And this is just one piece of the puzzle, but I'm glad the drama is finally over. I think the team will benefit more from this. I think they will be more locked in. They've played really polished basketball, and I think Nick Nurse and the effect of his system is already having a positive impact on this team. Now you get a couple depth pieces that may or may not play. Now you get draft capital, and now you have a lot more flexibility either this summer coming up or in the next couple months. That's where I'm at. We'll see how it plays out. But James Harden is finally gone. P.J. Tucker is gone. Give me your thoughts. Who won the trade? Who lost the trade? 
How do you think this shapes out in the future? Give me all your thoughts down below. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. That being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.